we get into the atrium. And so I quickly turn around because I want to see their faces. And all I saw on all three of them, they were just big eyes, open mouths, staring up at just that grand atrium. And I just thought, this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted you all to experience. back everybody this week's bonus episode of the dcl duo podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel and this is the part where i normally say hey sam and but you know what if i said that right now it would go completely unanswered because sam is in new york actually she's in maryland this weekend for a wedding and so i am here solo i know half of you have now stopped the podcast altogether because you can't listen to our show without sam but i hope you will bear with me i promise a good show today we have a wonderful guest joining us I want to start by welcoming our guest, Sabrina, to the show. Welcome, Sabrina. Thank you, Brian. Sabrina, you are joining us after a a fun cruise on the Disney fantasy that we want to talk about. And I'm especially excited to talk about it because no kids on Disney Cruise Line. That is like an amazing thing in my book. But before we get there, before we get into the specifics of the cruise, why don't you tell folks your Disney Cruise Line background or your cruising background in general and, you know, where... Well, what made you decide to go on a Disney cruise to start? So Sabrina, let me let me just throw it over to you to talk about your background. Thanks so much, Brian. So I am a lifelong Disney lover. As kids, I was fortunate my parents took us to Disneyland one time per year and we looked forward to it all year long. And actually, I actually worked as a cast member at Disneyland for one season in the 90s. Cool. cool. And I was an AP, I was an annual pass holder for many years up until 2020, right? When COVID shut it all down. And that was, yeah. Um, Took my first ever cruise in 2007. And so it turned out that was a four day on the wonder out of Port Canaveral. And I was hooked. And my husband and I, we took that cruise with another couple and their young child. And they, the, the couple had even said to us that, it's great that you did your first cruise, but just know you're going to be ruined for life. Nah. No <laughs> cruise is going to compare. After that, we did uh, two more cruises with groups of friends on Carnival. And that's when I realized, wow, for what we paid for four days on Disney for an ocean view room, <laughs> we could probably, get... go, could probably go about four cruises on Carnival for that. Yes! Yeah, <laughs> was, We could get a balcony for seven days on Carnival. So, you know, that was kind of a big aha. And I'm like, hmm. So we did two more Carnival cruises after that. However, I will say that I found myself comparing everything on Carnival to Disney Cruise Line every little thing. You know what's funny about that is I sailed Royal last year and I was comparing everything on Royal Disney Cruise Line. Now, let me tell you, when I got back on board Disney Cruise Line, I was not comparing everything on Disney Cruise Line to Royal. So it is a very one-way analysis, I feel like. But yes, keep going, keep going. Absolutely, absolutely. So after that, I guess we just took a big pause in our cruising and we didn't uh, get going again until 2015. And that was on the Magic out of Miami. That was our first Halloween on the high seas. And that one we actually did with a large group of 15 people. And that included adults and kids from infant to age 18. So a lot of different stuff, right, during that cruise. 
And then let's see, my husband and I in 2018, we did a, a Star Wars Day at Sea on a fantasy. And gosh, we wish they'd bring that back. Yeah, there's lots of people out there that wish they'd bring it back. I just, I don't know how, I, I have a feeling what's happening is it wasn't selling cruises. You know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. people got on and they said, I, you know, Star Wars Day at Sea is fun, but I don't know that it like made people book a cruise. At the same time though, I don't talk to many people who say, they booked a cruise because it was Pixar Day or Marvel Day. Now, Pixar Day, a little different because it was new last year. I do think some people chose that. I have heard some few people say they've targeted a Marvel Day at Sea Cruise. But I know, yeah, I I do miss it. Our first fantasy cruise was a Star Wars Day at Sea. It was a lot uh, of fun. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. We definitely targeted it. We said we want to do a Star Wars Day at Sea. And we really just went all in on it. So that was great. And then we were lucky in 2019. We got back on the magic and we cruised the Mediterranean. So that was great. Uh, let's see, 2023. So just this current year, we got on the wonder and we went to Mexico. And then we just most recently, a few weeks ago, got off the fantasy and that was an Eastern Caribbean, also Halloween on the high seas, five adults. So those are my DCL creds. Nice. Very nice. So how many total Disney cruises have you done at this point? So total are, let's see, we just achieved six. So gold status finally. Nice. Nice. That's a good status to be. Just keep marching toward the upper end of that at that status until they move it again. But yeah, did on your I'm curious on your wonder sailing, did you get to go to Catalina or is it just an Ensenada cruise? We did Ensenada and Cabo San Lucas. And uh, I know that Ensenada gets a lot of like flack. And I understand why. I will say that we are foodies. And so we definitely did a foodie tour of Ensenada or more so Rosarito Beach. And mm. that's what we loved. And we keep talking about, hey, we would just do that again just for the food. What, uh, so did you book that through Disney? I'm curious because we, we we have sailed in Sonata several times. We usually get off the ship, grab some tacos and a margarita yeah. and you know get back on. So we, yeah, did you book your your tour through Disney Cruise Line or was it a private tour? We did. We booked it through Disney Cruise Line and it was a, I forget what it was called, but basically it was a, a tour of Rosarito Beach and we were going to Lobster Village. It's called mm -hmm. Orthon Wevel. And, but it's, it's, what they call Lobster Village. And it's once I saw that, I hadn't been there since I was in college. Mm -hmm. And once I saw that, I said to my husband, oh, we have to do this. You will love it if you've never experienced it. And and so, yeah, so it was a great little, you know, it was a, it was a bus ride and it wasn't packed. There were maybe 40 of us. Mm -hmm. And we cruised along the coast from Ensenada to Rosarito Beach and saw the sites, had a fantastic tour guide. And once we ended up in Rosarito Beach, he told us a few places to try. Everything was amazing from food, from drinks. We just went from shop to shop to shop. And then finally, the tour ended with us going to Lobster Village and having an amazing meal. And we can't wait to go back. Wonderful. I always love to hear fun port adventures in some of these ports where we're, we're you know, sort of we've been there a lot and we're kind of stay on the ship because it gives us something to look forward to trying. So I check that out the next time we're in Ensenada. Yes. Well, Sabrina, let's talk about this fantasy sailing you were on. So you mentioned it was uh, a couple weeks ago it was on the, the fantasy. So it would have been in, well, early October, Halloween on the high seas and Eastern Caribbean, a great Great cruise. What yes. what made you book that particular sailing? Was it the Halloween on the high seas? Was it wanting to get on the fantasy? Yeah. What? How'd you land on that sailing? 
Yeah. So I I always want to take a Disney sailing anywhere. I don't really care because I just love being on the ship. At the same time, we knew that our friends who have never sailed Disney before, first-time cruisers, who've never sailed before, period. We knew they were going to come with us. They were excited about it. We'd been talking about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to be an evil genius, and (laughs) I want to do what I can to get them hooked. Therefore, that means we must sail out of Port Canaveral. (laughs) So that's how it started. Let me look at sailings and what's available out of Port Canaveral. And then it was three days is too short. Four days is a little too short. We love seven day, maybe five. And then once I was looking around at what was available, then I saw, oh, there's, there's this Eastern Caribbean. And we've done an Eastern Caribbean before, but we had never been to Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And this itinerary had Puerto Rico on it. And I thought, okay, this is the one we're going to do. So I'm booking fantasy, Port Canaveral. And that was the other thing. I wanted them to experience an amazing ship. And I love the Wonder. Wonder was my first favorite ship. Love the magic, love them all. But there is something about the fantasy that is just so big and glorious and great. So I thought the combination of Port Canaveral, fantasy, they're going to get hooked. And we were so excited to go to Puerto Rico. So that's really what why I picked this itinerary. So this sounds like the itinerary that we're going to be doing in New Year's Eve 2025. So it went to San Juan and where else? St. Martin and Castaway ah. Key. Okay, so you missed, was it St. Thomas that has Megan's Bay Beach, which is a great beach, but that, but I do love the itinerary of stopping in San Juan and St. Martin because mm-hmm. that we're doing the Treasure Maiden Voyage. It's in Eastern Caribbean and it's doing the typical St. John Tortola castaway. And then we're getting on the Fantasy for New Year's Eve and it's doing the, I think, San Juan, St. Martin. So that's great. The differentiation of the, the Eastern there. So it was you and some friends. So how many people total on the ship? Yeah, so total five of us. Okay. What kind of stateroom did you decide to book? Are you a veranda person or, you know, we've got lots of people come on to her like, got to stay inside for that great sleep I get because it's completely pitch black. So yeah, what, what, what kind of stateroom did you book? Well, we've, we've graduated to veranda. Our, our very first cruise back in 2007, we were ocean view and mm-hmm. I thought, I don't know if I can do inside, but I would, I, I need to at least see outside so I don't get claustrophobic. Excuse me. And then so and then once we were we did that one balcony cruise on Carnival. After that, my husband said, oh, we always have to have a balcony. So (laughs) all of the future cruises have been veranda cruises. So yes, a few times we've done the deluxe family ocean view veranda. And then this time we just did the standard veranda. We've had a guaranteed veranda before Mm -hmm. and where it's just you roll the dice. And one cruise we were assigned, I think it was on the fantasy, deck six aft, but all the way aft where you get a 180 degree view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when I fell in with, with aft rooms and said, we will always stay in aft oh, rooms. So, so you love the, so the, I will say aft rooms are not our favorite because of all the, we experienced a lot of vibration yes. in those rooms, but do you like them? So what, what do you like most about them? The view, it sounds like? I love, yes, I love the view. And then we geek out a little bit on the docking. We just love <laughs> watching the ship dock. We love watching it sail away. And with that particular sailing, we found that we just had a really oversized veranda. And we also found that aft seemed to be a lot less traffic down the hallways and whatnot. And so it was quieter. So we liked it. 
Nice. All right. Yeah. Now, I, different people love different parts of the ship, and yeah. some people even have like a specific stateroom that if they can't get it, they don't want to be on board. So <laughs> I totally get it. Totally get it. I, I am curious, where are you coming to the cruise from? Are you in Florida or where, whereabouts are you? California. Okay, so you got a you got a trek across country just like we do. Oh yes, uh, you are a little bit more accustomed to the warm weather, so the verandas make sense. We always we were told by a friend that we would melt if we had a veranda, and so our first cruise we got a veranda, and the next most of the cruises after that we've had ocean view unless the category stateroom are booking just you know like in concierge. Sometimes they're all I think they're all verandas, so so we get a veranda, but I, we're hardly out there. I agree. I love watching the ship dock. I love watching the pilot come off the ship. I sometimes just love the at night, the the ocean air and all that sort of stuff. So it's great. It's great. How was your, I'd say like leading into the cruise, the booking process, your you know, getting activities, especially you would have been silver castaway at the time. So a little bit of a leg up, but you know, these days it seems like it's harder and harder. Did you, were you able to get the stuff on board that you wanted to book in advance? I actually was. And, and we held off knowing that three of the people cruising with us were first time cruisers. So mm. we were just conscientious that we took a look at some of the excursions, right? What are the port adventures? What do we want to do? And then we just made note of them, talked to our friends about them to figure out, hey, what do we all want to do? We didn't mm-hmm. want to, we booked something and then they couldn't you know, do it because Mm -hmm. their, their booking window was, I think five or six days after ours as first time cruisers. So the thing that we knew we wanted to do was Palo brunch. So we, it's funny when I was able to finally log in and and pick some fun stuff to do, Palo brunch wasn't available. So I was Uh, bummed and I thought, okay. And, And my original plan was, well, we'll book Palo brunch and then we'll see if we can add them to our reservation, right? We'll figure it out. And so when I, I I couldn't do it the first time and I thought, oh, well, bummer. All right. Well, we'll just figure it out. And then a few days go by and the booking window opens up for first time cruisers. Mm -hmm. And I was very much trying to be a good DCL ambassador. And I was reminding them, yep, your booking window opens up. Make sure you log in and make sure you do this. And it's funny because then that morning I received a notification on my phone and it said, it's time to, you know, book port adventures. And I thought, no, my window was a few days ago. So anyhow, I quickly logged into the app and snagged a reservation for five people at Palo on nice. the day that it opened up to all first-time cruisers. So. Yeah, that that's interesting because I, I wonder if they, you know, that suggests that what they're really doing is kind of releasing it in waves. It's not like necessarily all gone, which is kind of nice. Also say your strategy of like, let me book it for the two people when the booking window opens up and then see if I can, you know, add them later. That's not a bad strategy even when you get on board, right? So I, I do find that Palo especially tries to accommodate what they can. Brunch is definitely the tough one because it's <laughs> offered so much more on a limited basis. Although on the seven night sailing, you should you should have more opportunities at it than like a you know a three night sailing. So it's a, that's a great it's a great strategy. How did your friends find the whole process leading up? I mean, yes, this had they cruised before and this was their first time on Disney, or was this their first time cruising at all? First time cruising at all. Okay. All right. And what did they think about this whole lead up? Were they Disney people? Had they booked parks vacations before? Definitely Disney people. So definitely those folks who are used to the app and used to doing rope drop and, you know, quickly getting the lightning lanes and quickly getting the Genie Plus. So everybody was already used to that Disney rope drop culture. Okay. All right. Good to know. (laughs) Did, did Did they find this to be easier? 
like then planning a, a parks trip? That's that's some feedback we've gotten from some people lately, but I'm curious what your friends thought. They did. And I'll, I'll say that one of the reasons I think that they did, and I also received this feedback, was they said, because I was actually there the whole time, pretty much operating as their travel agent. <laughs> this is what you're going to want to do. Okay, take a look at this. You're going to want to have your flight information handy while you do this. Make your special request this way. So I was prompting them to on the stuff they had to do. And so they knew. And even at even at check-in, because we're on the West Coast, we don't have mm-hmm. to do the midnight thing. It's 9 p.m. that that we yes. do. So yeah. I had even called ahead at, to Disney Cruise Line and given them all of our flight information. So that was one less thing everyone in our party had to do during the online check-in. Oh, nice. I, actually, I didn't know you could call in advance to get that you, logged in. Yes, you absolutely can. So you can call them in advance. You can give them all of your all of your flight info. They will log it. They will log all of the connections. And I found that when I did my check-in, everything was already there. So it made it go much quicker. Nice. Now, when you made your way over to Port Canaveral, did you go in in advance of the cruise? Did you spend any time at the parks or did you fly in day of? Oh, so we we spent a couple of days at the parks. So okay. we we this ended up being a two week vacation for us. So you know, as Americans, woo, that's so unheard of. And if we it, we were European, that you know, it's like why didn't you spend six weeks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we did. So we we flew out of California. Let's see, on a Tuesday, right? Takes you all day to get to the yep. <laughs> to the East Coast. Checked into our hotel. We stayed at a at a Marriott property that was right outside the Walt Disney World Resort. Mm-hmm. And let's see, that was Tuesday. Wednesday, we went to Animal Kingdom. Thursday, we just went to Disney Springs and ran some errands. Friday, we went to Epcot. Saturday, we got on the cruise. Well, how did you get to the cruise? So you're staying at a Marriott off property. So you probably didn't take Disney transportation. Did you do a private transfer? Did you have a rental car? How'd you get out to the port? Oh, great question. So we we when we re- arrived in Orlando, we got a rental car. So we had it during our whole time. And then on Saturday morning, we just drove our rental car back to MCO. We returned it and then walked into Terminal B. We had booked ground transportation, um, Disney ground transportation from MCO to um, to the port. And we did that for a round trip. Um, we had two of our friends, though, who they flew in the night before. So they flew in on Friday night and I let them know, hey, just stay at the Hyatt there at MCO take the elevator down, meet us in B terminal. And so that worked. We all met in terminal B and went over to the, the ground, the Disney ground transportation area. And what was great, I had never experienced this before, but granted I haven't taken a cruise since, you know, out of Port Canaveral since 2018, our check-in was there in the terminal Mm -hmm. at the airport. So that was a big, I was like, Oh, this is super efficient. Oh, We're you, all you, check, you checked in for the cruise at the at the check-in for the bus. Yes. Oh, that is different. Yeah. That, that, so you haven't you haven't seen that or, no. or that. well, the last time we used the Disney Cruise Line transportation was pre-pandemic. Ah, okay. uh, we stayed at we stayed at the Hyatt MCO. It was also before we bought into Disney Vacation Club. So now every time we go, we're like, well, let's just book a room on DVC points. Right. Um, 
So we haven't had that experience before. So that's 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 nice. That means you just roll up in the bus to the port, get off, and you're already ready to get on the ship once they call your boarding group, right? That's exactly what it was. So all of it, you know, we were we were there and we had our bags ready and we found our spot and they gave us our little, you know, they we we checked in. Hi, we're here for a cruise. They said, okay. They they asked us for our stateroom numbers, marked us off on a list. And I figured okay, they'll just eventually call our names and we'll load on a bus and then head out to Port Canaveral. And then we saw, you know, about 10 cast members come over, set up three kiosks and they announced, please go ahead and come up to the kiosk and we're going to check you in here for your cruise. Oh, very cool. So we just, we got in line, passports in hand and went up did the whole check-in process right there in terminal B at the airport. And at the same time, that's when they also, they also activated our Disney, what are they called now? Not magic. Disney band, bands. Disney band plus. Yes. Disney band plus. <laughs> they activated TM, our TM. Disney band plus <laughs> right there. And we we're like, Ooh, okay. It's all official. So after that we were handed our little, here's your Dumbo boarding tag. And within a few minutes, right, all of our luggage was loaded on a, and we were all put on a, on a shuttle bus. I was a little bummed. The Magical Express doesn't, doesn't exist anymore for yes. those, those transports because that's, that was always a big, oh my gosh moment. But you was know. the bus, was the bus for the port? So I know they switched providers. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it decorated like the old Disney Cruise Line buses were though? Okay. No. It's I've heard those are coming. Shuttle bus. I've heard those are coming. I've heard that we've heard that they the new provider is going to use like the wraps that they oh, had before. So good. hopefully that's hopefully that's happening because I, I always thought it was fun to track those buses going to and from the port when you're driving out there. So yes. that's cool. Let me ask this on the Disney Band Plus side of things. Did you pre-order bands ahead of the cruise? We did. And, yes. and that all worked for you. There's some people out there who have been having some Significant difficulties, us included, getting bands pre-ordered, but that all went pretty smoothly for you? It did. We Once we received the alert, like I think we got an email one day that said, your, your cruise is now eligible. The fantasy is now eligible starting with September sailing, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. We thought, ooh, we're on a September sailing. We've never used the Magic Bands because we, we never heard great things about them at Disneyland. So it was never a thing for us to get them. Mm-hmm. But we thought, oh, this sounds fun. Maybe it'll work. And so we were looking out for that. You know, I think it's like 46 days you can order them. Mm -hmm. And once that day hit and we could order them, we placed our order and they arrived within the next week and we were super excited and we just charged them and then packed them. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Uh, I want to hear more about your experience on board. I was just going to say for everyone out there, if you pre-order them or you have them at home or you have Magic Band Plus, not Magic Band, but Magic Band Plus from the parks, you can bring them along. Sabrina, as you suggested at check-in, that's when they get activated. So even if you pre-order, they don't come preloaded. What happens is when you check in, they scan the band and associate it back to your stateroom and it becomes your key to the world card at that moment. So so yeah, you can bring pre-order Disney Band Plus, you can buy them on board, you can bring old ones, you can bring old Magic Band Pluses, and they'll all work on board the ship and they all get activated right there at check-in. So that's great. All right, well... You're headed out to the port. Were you one of the early buses in? So, you know, normally if you're an early bus in, you can you can get into boarding group one pretty easily, even if you're not boarding group one. So, so I'm curious if if you how long from once you showed up to the port to getting on the ship did it take? Yeah, we were all boarding group three. Everybody in our party, mm-hmm. and so we got out to Port Canaveral like 
gosh, it seemed like an ex- one hour exactly. Got off. I think we maybe got into the terminal about 11 o'clock-ish and our boarding time said 11.15. So I was just, I was excited. I was antsy. I was looking at the clock and then 11.15 came and nothing. And then 11.20 and 11.25. And then finally at 11.30 on the, the digital boards, it said, welcome the family of the day. I'm like, ooh, okay, they're slightly behind. And then so probably about 11.45 is <laughs> when they said, okay, you know, boarding group, our boarding group was called. So it was like boarding group one, boom, then then very quickly boarding group two and boarding group three. Nice. And so, yeah, not not too, too bad. It was me that was overly eager, but 11.45 is not a bad time to get on the ship. No, no. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty good. That is pretty good. All right. Well, you get on board. What were your friends thinking at this point? I mean, they have experienced at least part of the Disney magic here now with Disney transportation, the terminal. Now they're getting on the ship. Names are getting announced in, all that fun stuff. So... Yeah, what are the reactions from your friends who are first time first time cruisers, first time Disney cruisers? Yeah, so they had heard about the names being announced, and and one of the one of the friends said, "Hey, I heard that they announce you like like you're a wedding party," <laughs> and he was actually really looking forward to it. So we had all planned ahead of time. How, you know, my husband and I always talk about how do we want them to announce it? Do we want them to say our first name? Do we want them to say our last names? My husband and I have like two different last names. So which one do we do? <laughs> so we decided we were going to have them announce us by our dog's name. Our dog's name, we don't have kids. So our dog's yeah. name is Goldie. And so we were announced as the Goldie party. And then our friends, you know, announced as the Toby party. Toby is their dog. My other girlfriend announced as the Brooklyn party because Brooklyn is her dog. So that was the theme that we decided to go with. And then we, so we were all just laughing hysterically because our dog's names were announced and everyone is applauding. Nice. And then we get into the atrium. And so I quickly turn around because I want to see their faces. And all I saw on all three of them, they were just big eyes, open mouths, staring up at just that grand atrium. And I just thought, this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted you all to experience. Nice. Nice. Well, we probably can't go day by day here, but I want to hit some of the highlights. So sure. let me start with let me start with ports. San Juan, mm-hmm. fabulous port. I've been there before, not with Disney Cruise Line, but really fabulous, vibrant, big city. What did you get up to in San Juan? Oh, yeah, we did the new new San Juan, old San Juan city tour. Mm-hmm. And that was great because we we love stuff like that. We love doing quick little tours like that that give us, you know, quick insights into where we are. We've done those in St. Martin, in St. John, just a few other places we've been. So so we did that. And I liked that because that finished right around 1230. So we still had a good four, four and a half hours of the day. So we walked around, walked around, like to look at different shops. We went and had lunch somewhere and it was a fantastic place. I wish I knew what it was called, but it was great. So had some, you know, had lunch together, had a couple of drinks together and then, you know, kept on walking around and and looking at a few different shops and just kind of enjoying, you know, the scenery, the architecture, you know, the cobble streets, just everything like that. And by that time, I think we were maybe 
about an hour away from the all aboard time. And then the rain started. So we're like, eh, let's go ahead and we'll head back <laughs> and back to the ship now with plenty of time, make sure we're on board on time. But we had a great time and it just didn't seem like it was enough. I remember my husband saying to, saying to me, I don't feel like I, I got everything out of that port. We're definitely going to have to come back. Nice. But I yeah. can make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And well, never a bad place to be to have to or want to go back to one of the ports you stop at. I'm curious on the tour you took, did they mm-hmm. did they take you to the fort? We uh, did. It was, the, it was the Fort Cristobal. Okay. Is the, okay. is the one we went to. And oh my goodness. One thing I will say that it was great going up to the fort. It was great experiencing it. Uh, one of the feedback things that we wrote on our comment card was there really does need to be a disclaimer if people are claustrophobic. Mm. or struggle with being in being in very tight spaces with a lot of people. The the fort is amazing, but there are a lot of like tunnels and small rooms and it seemed that as we were going down a tunnel on the right side, there was another tour group coming on the left side and we mm. were all touching each other as we were as we were crossing paths and then we'd all kind of funneled into a a room that was like a, a dungeon or a prison and they were doing more of the tour there, but it was so hot and so humid. And with so many people, there were a few people in our tour group who just politely let the tour guide know, I need to step away. I, I can't be in here anymore. Or, you know, I heard someone say, my, my partner is claustrophobic. She cannot be in here. And the tour guide said, that's absolutely fine. We're going to meet outside. So it was just the, a, a lot of it was like that until we got outside and I just thought, okay, this I probably wouldn't do again because of that. It's a, it's an exciting fort that everybody wants to visit. So it's crowded. And so that's understandable, but the spaces are just really small for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good, that's a good call out for sure. I do remember uh, it being a little cramped quarters in there. Did you get to try any Mafungo while you were in San Juan? Absolutely. All right. Was it was it a good spot? Would you recommend it? It was a good spot. I wish I could remember what it was called. I would definitely recommend it. I love the plantains. I think I had a chicken mafungo. So yeah, it, it was it was great. And it was a place where the adult beverages were all two dollars a piece. The sangria I had, I think was four dollars. So it was a it was a local place that was recommended to us. And I'm glad we went. And I hope one day I will remember. I'll have to go through my my Yelp, <laughs> find out where we went so that we can go there again. Nice. Nice. Hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, 
operators and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo so they know we sent you their way. Thanks, My Path Unwinding, for sponsoring the show. And with that, back to our episode. Well, after San Juan, I know you you hit up St. Martin, I believe it was. And so curious what you got up to in St. Martin. Right. So actually, St. Martin was our first port. So it was St. Martin Ah, first. Yeah. So we had two days at sea. And then after that, we were just we hit St. Martin and we were excited to do a beach day. And so that's what we did. I originally had um, another like city tour scheduled and our group said, you know what, we don't really want to do that. So fortunately, it was the night before and I said, great, you guys go to Port Adventures, you cancel it and just know we might have to pay for it because we are like 12 hours out. And they went over, they talked to the Port Adventures cast member, and for, we were lucky. They said, no problem, you're canceled, no charge, because it's not impacting our minimums. Great. We lucked out there. And we decided to do a beach day. So we, we got off the ship, and we headed over to a beach and you know did the $20 a person where you get an umbrella, a chair, a a bucket of beer. And we hung out at the beach the entire time. And it was fantastic. We love the water. We saw a little bit of sea life. And we saw, I think, a few sea turtles, or it may have been the same sea turtle we saw over and over. And that was great, just hanging out in the water there. A couple of little things splashing around that we couldn't identify. <laughs> and we just really enjoyed ourselves. Though, being in the sun that long all day, we were beat at at the end. And, and one of our party didn't make it to dinner that night. She was just exhausted from, from being in the sun, but it was a great day. Nice. Nice. So a tour you would recommend then or, a, or an excursion you'd recommend? Definitely. I mean, it was, it was, it was, the, it was a beach, right? It was just yeah. it was something we did on our own. And we've done the under two flags tour there before. Mm-hmm. And I did really enjoy that. I liked that um, a lot. We did that a few years ago. So that one I would absolutely recommend. Oh, sorry. I, I must have misunderstood. So the, the excursion you did here, you just went to the beach on your own. You didn't book it through Disney. No, okay. we didn't. We went on our own. We took the water taxi and I think yeah. it was 6 or $7 round trip. And we just took the water taxi from the port right across to the beach and we were on our own. All right. Well, and so your friends weren't nervous as first time cruisers. They hadn't watched all the YouTube videos of people running down the pier trying to catch a boat that was leaving. Like they, I know you probably felt pretty comfortable doing it, but everyone felt comfortable kind of not with the Disney excursion. They, they did because we're also, all of us are planners. And so we said, oh, okay. All aboard time is 4.30. So that means by 3 o'clock, 3.15, we need to be getting out of the water, packing up, heading over to the water taxi. None of us want to be running. We need to account for all of this. We don't want to be the people holding up the ship. So so we just backed into the time accordingly. And and one funny thing, when we we were, I think... Yeah, getting on the water taxi the first time or when we depart, when we exited the water taxi, maybe to get back on the ship, we looked, there were a lot of like iguana looking 
things on the mm-hmm. dock. So that was fun. We're taking pictures. And then we, we saw something splashing around in the water under the dock. It's like, oh, yeah, that is some type of shark. A baby one, a few baby ones, <laughs> small ones. I'm sure they just eat plants, but those are definitely sharks under there. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Yes. All right. Well, well, it sounds like a good day. Good day in St. Martin. Let's talk yes. about let's talk about on board. So much activity on board. Let me put a pin in Halloween on the high seas for one second mm-hmm. and just ask, what were some favorites among your group in terms of the onboard activities? Oh, good question. So I kept saying to the group, we don't have to do everything as a group. Cruising is really choose your own adventure. And if you want to do trivia, do trivia. If you want to read a book by the pool the whole time, you do that. If you want to do spot, do spot. Just don't feel like we have to do everything together. And, and because my husband and I have cruised a couple of times, we know the things we like. So, so for us, you know, my husband likes to get up in the morning and go to the gym. I like to get up in the morning and go sit by the pool. Satellite Falls is my choice. Read a book. And I can sit there all day and do that. And we'll take a break, go to breakfast. So we, you know, we did those things during the day. So let's see, the two of the people in my sailing party, they got the week-long spa pass. And so that was the Rainforest Room Pass. That's what it is. Yeah. So they got the Rainforest Pass. I think it was $159 for the entire sailing. So Mm -hmm. that's how they spent their mornings. They woke up every morning, went straight to the Rainforest Room, and uh, maybe spent an hour or two there. Um, one of the folks in the cruising party, um, she had spa services set up every single day. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Whether it was massage or acupuncture or another massage, right? She did that every day of the cruise and which was great. We're like, Hey, you do you, whatever's going to make you happy. Another friend of ours took advantage of the running track and would do the running track and noticed, right? Oh, it's a little bit tough to run on a cruise ship. And so we would do a few miles on the track and then would go and, and do a few more miles on the treadmill. So everyone kind of did their their own thing. And then at some point we would all end up by the pool, but people kind of did lunch on their own. There were times when we would go see a movie because we love watching movies on the ship. So we got to see a movie that we hadn't seen before. We of course did the shows. So it was, it was, it was a lot of little stuff. There were things that we swore we would do. So I love Art of the Theme show. And I didn't do it this cruise because the weather was so fantastic. I stayed out by the pool all day long reading a book on our sea days. We usually like to do trivia. And we didn't do any of that this cruise because again, weather was great. We were really enjoying ourselves outside and my friends were really enjoying the spa. So we just did our own things. Nice. Nice. Well, Sam will kill me if I don't ask about shows. What did your friends think about the Broadway stage shows on board? Oh, so they weren't sure what to think. I was super excited about the Broadway shows. You know, I'd said, oh my gosh, Aladdin is on board and Aladdin is my favorite show. You guys are going to love it. Frozen is also on board. Uh, then there's also this other show called Believe. And, and they were just like, oh, 
okay, well, you seem really excited about it, Sabrina, so maybe we'll go and oh, okay. However, the shows that they did see, they did like. One of my girlfriends had a, a spa appointment that pushed right up to the Aladdin show. So she booked it over from the spa to make sure that she could uh, she could see the Aladdin show. And then, but she missed the Frozen show, but her husband went to the Frozen show with us. So, so yeah, so that we saw the different shows and I don't think any of us saw Believe in person, we watched it on our stateroom televisions because that was our last day of the cruise. And our last day was also Castaway Key Day. So we stayed as long as we could on Castaway Key, got back on board. And by then, right, we're showering. Now we're late for the show. So we just watched it on our stateroom television. What I will say is I went into the shows with the mentality that Aladdin was absolutely hands down going to be my favorite it is mm-hmm. the favorite it will always win and i was and and i had not watched frozen on the wonder when we went earlier this year in february and being that we had been pass holders for so many years in at disneyland we had seen frozen at california adventure a ton of times so I didn't really have a big interest in watching Frozen on board. However, I thought, well, we're here with new people. So let's make sure that they get exposed to everything and they can choose for themselves what they love and what they don't love. So we went to see Frozen and I just could not believe how spectacular it was. And the the person who played, I mean, it was phenomenal. And the stage actor who played Anna stole the show. I just, I just remember looking over at my girlfriend saying, she is phenomenal. (laughs) And she just nodded her head like, yeah, she really is. And so Frozen took it for me. Nice. Well, it is a good show. It is a good stage show, especially, yeah, on board the fantasy there. So good stage show. I think Sam would agree with you about that. (laughs) Well, we got to talk food a bit. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to drill into Animator's Palette. Very unique offering on board the Dream Class ships, well, and the original ships together. What did your friends think about Animator's Palette? I'm assuming you got both Animation Magic and Turtle Talk with Crush? We did. And so this was actually, this was my birthday cruise. And so I was really excited to go to Animators. I We ended up with Animators on our one, two, our third night. And, or third, yeah, third night. So... When we were going to Animators, I think the night before we were at at Royal Court. So yeah, day two, I think Royal Court. And our server, who's amazing, Raphael, says to me, oh, we need to celebrate your birthday. And I'm like, oh, we can do it another time. We don't have to do it today. And he said, you know what? We're in Animators tomorrow. We will celebrate your birthday in Animators. And I said, okay, great. And he said, and maybe we will do something really special for you. I said, okay. And left it at that. I said, intriguing. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. He said, okay, we're going to do something special. And my husband said, what are they going to do special for you? Maybe, maybe Crush will talk to you. I said, maybe, who knows? We'll see. I said, but we're never going to be close enough because we didn't request a table by a screen. And those are hard to get. A lot of people request tables by the screen. So we'll see. Well, 
what did you know that when we got to animators, we were at a table directly in front of a screen? Oh, nice. That Yeah, that definitely guarantees you some interaction with Crush. We're always like a table behind, which means he ain't talking to us. He wants to talk to people right up against that screen. So you would have had some great interaction with Crush. Yes. And I thought, oh, and I stopped and I looked around. And I noticed that we were definitely in someone else's section because I saw that our serving team was a couple of tables away. (laughs) And so, yeah, so definitely some switcheroo happened. So special, special thanks to our serving team and our head server, Steve, who we actually recognized from The Wonder and to Raphael for just really making that happen because that was so special. And even folks at our sailing party were like, gosh, we kind of feel bad because we're way over here and our servers are way over there. And, 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 but still nothing missed a beat. And it's, we just had so much attention and it was great. And and so, yes, so that was Halloween night or our Halloween on the high seas night. And so I had my Maleficent ears on, which, which Crush did notice and called out and asked questions about the horns that were on my head. And it was just a great surprise. My friends were, were, they didn't know what to think. They didn't know. They just started filming on their cam- on their phones and filmed the whole thing so we could watch it later and capture it. But there were just smiles all around during Turtle Talk. And then when we got to our rotation, that was the animation magic. They just thought that was the neatest thing that <laughs> we got to draw and everything came alive. And so it was, it was quite impressive. Nice. Nice. Well, sounds like a good time. What do you think of the other restaurants on board? Any standouts? Uh, usually the, we'll call the French menu in uh, always forgetting which one it is on board. It's not the Enchanted Garden. It would be... Court? Royal Court. Yes. It's, I can't remember. Royal Court, Royal Palace. Uh, I know Lumiere's <laughs> and Triton's uh, right. on the on the classic ships, but Royal Court and Royal Palace, I always get confused. How, how did they enjoy Royal Court? How did they enjoy Enchanted Garden? Right. So our very first night was at Enchanted Garden. And it was great because again, right, my whole like evil genius thing was I wanted to wow everyone. And I knew that my group of friends really appreciates good service and food quality. And so I mentioned right in some of our pre-show notes that we had one reluctant husband who was traveling with us and not reluctant being a husband, but reluctant because he thought he was, he was the less Disney one out of all of us. He thought he was going on a cruise with a bunch of Disney freaks and he was just kind of tagging along for it for the ride. And he was nervous he was going to have so much Disney thrown in his face. And we got to dinner at Royal Court on night one. And by the time we were at dinner, he was sold. He said, you know what, there's not too much in my face, Disney, which I kind of like. It's very subtle here. I just feel like I'm in a really nice restaurant. And the great part was the menu. Because His two favorite things at any restaurant we go to are sea bass and scallops. And both of those things were at the top of the menu. And he just said, I'm sold. I'm sold. Nice. All right. Well, sounds like a good time was had by all for dining. What about Palo Brunch? Was it a hit? 
Oh, Palo Brunch was a great hit. It was great. I, I kept telling telling my my cruising party, right? Like, don't eat breakfast. Don't eat breakfast. You're you're gonna have brunch. And our, our brunch was scheduled for eleven thirty. And my husband finally said, "Stop telling people what to do. They can eat breakfast. They want to eat breakfast. Leave them alone." So I just let them know it's going to be an amazing dining experience. I'm so excited that you're all gonna try it. So and. It was fantastic. And so we we went to Palo Brunch. We had a great, nice round table there in the middle. We walked in and you know how they greet you and then they they tell you the story of you know why it's Palo and they show you the beautiful chandelier. And so there were a lot of oohs and wows. And then as we entered the dining room, that's when it was like that pause, big eyes, jaws dropped just like when we when we first entered the ship in the in the atrium because they saw the the view right off of palo is remarkable and that's when we just heard wow this is this is great so and can you believe this and look where we are so sat down at our table at palo and and we noticed there's there's a youtube channel that that we watch for a lot of disney videos and we noticed some of the folks from that youtube channel were there at palo and so so since then they've posted their content and in the we our table was behind them. So I thought, I wonder if we're going to be in any of their content. So there's little glimpses of us in the back of my head. But the thing that stuck out to me is throughout their content there of Paolo, you can hear us all laughing in the background, (laughs) just having a great time. And there was a lot of sharing of food and a lot of, oh my gosh, you have to try this. And oh, I've never tasted anything this good in my life. (laughs) All of those sentiments. Well, any big highlights from the cruise for you and your guests that we sort of haven't talked about, Sabrina? Let's see. It was great just recognizing crew from the wonder who had moved to the fantasy. And I, I think you, I've heard you all mention that on the podcast before, just with the ships going to Australia, some of the people on the West coast had to get moved to Caribbean, like visa issues. So that was, it was just nice. It was pleasant. Just, Oh gosh, I remember you. We sailed together, you know, during the Super Bowl and, and, and so that was good, you know, fun that it was Halloween on the high seas. We'd been on another one. So we knew what to expect. Something that was, we did have an unplanned stop. So, well, one good thing though, too, we had no hurricane interruptions. <laughs> so the, <laughs> the sailing before, we love to sail off season, you know, less crowded, but that also means we're sailing during hurricane season. So the sailing before, I think the two sailings before us were rerouted or skip ports or it was supposed to be a Eastern, it switched to a Western. So we went in fully anticipating we may end up on a different itinerary and that's okay because safety's first and you know, we, we trust in Disney, we trust. And so we were watching all of the, all of the hurricane footage. And I was glad we had no hurricane interruptions. We did have an unscheduled stop in Grand Turk. One of our sea days, I woke up and I looked at and like, why do I see land? And shortly thereafter, we were, we were pulling into Grand Turk. And then we re- we had heard it was a, the captain came on later and said there was a, a medical issue on board that the person needed more treatment than could be offered on board. So we stopped in Grand Turk. And then something a little bit more disturbing, maybe two days after that, 
it was maybe four in the morning. And all of a sudden, throughout all the staterooms, you heard the captain call, Bright Star, Bright Mm -hmm. Star, Bright Mm -hmm. Star. And, you know, it it startled us awake and we looked at each other and and he just said, you know what, something bad because they they wouldn't do that it, that that's yeah it's that's, that's a right. that's the code for a medical emergency on board so uh-huh. it generally means that someone is in significant medical trouble so may have may have been was it the night before your stop in Grand Turk because it may have been they were offloading somebody in Grand Turk who needed this was the help. this was after Grand Turk so this mm. was the second medical and so we at, at some point it was another day at sea I think I don't remember and or we were no let's see oh yeah it was a day at sea we were we were on our way to St. Martin because we got into St. Martin late. We got into St. Martin two hours late. So they told us we'd be there, you know, an hour later than usual. And my husband, when he got cell phone service, he looked it up. He just looked up Bright Star and it said, sometimes it's the code for a stroke or a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And so that was a little sad. And later, I think like a day or two later, we heard from one of the bartenders. We said, oh, you're not up at you know, at the top deck bar in the adults area anymore, you're down here. He was in one of the, the atrium bars. And he said, right, we, you know, one of the crew members and anyhow, so talking through to him, talking with him a little bit, he, he said that it was a crew member who had passed away. Uh, we just thought, oh my God. Yeah, like, that's sad. That's terrible sad. for them. Like, you, you know, you, you, you have a you experience a loss like that, and then you're still trying to put on a happy face. And mm-hmm. you know, kudos to to all those crew members for how hard they work and how phenomenal they are. And I just hope everything is okay with all these these medical issues and the folks' families. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Well, that is a sad note to end on. So let's yeah, let's end on a let's, let's end on that. A, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's end on a happy note. So it's, Sam is not here, so I can't throw it to her for a rapid fire. But what I can do is an abbreviated, Brian-style rapid fire. Uh, so, so Sabrina, I'm going to ask you just some quick rapid fire questions here. Very similar to what Sam would probably ask, but my questions don't have arbitrary arbitrary rules and judgment attached to them. They are literally just, what are your favorites? So, okay, Sabrina, let's go through it really fast here. Favorite Disney character? Favorite character is Dumbo. Oh, nice. Love it. Favorite Disney movie? Lion King. Oh, another one. Favorite Disney song? Circle of Life, and especially that very beginning. Nice. You must be excited for Sarabi then on the treasure. I'm <laughs> very excited for Sarabi on the treasure. Nice, nice. So let's switch over to Disney Cruise Line for a second. Remind me, you've, you have or have not sailed on all the ships in the fleet at this point? I have not. We have done two magic, two fantasy, two wonder. All right. What is your favorite of those three ships then? Oh, probably going to have to say the fantasy. Even though I love the wonder, it special place in my heart, very first ship ever. And maybe it's because I'm just off the fantasy, but fantasy is going to have to take it for me this time. There you go. There you go. It can change day to day. All right. <laughs> favorite Disney Cruise Line stage show. Oh, stage show. It would have been Aladdin before this one, but I, I have to say Frozen. There you go. Favorite main dining, rotational dining restaurant? Animators. That's a good one. Which which show do you like at Animators? I think I like Turtle Talk with Crush. Okay. All right. There you go. That's a good one. Favorite adult dining meal? Palo. Brunch? Palo brunch. Yeah. All right. Okay. Have you tried uh, Remy? 
have not tried Remy, not my husband's really not an adventurous eater and really prefers Italian food over French food. So fair enough. I think we all, I think we all love Italian food. (laughs) All right. Let's see. Just two more questions here. Let's do favorite Disney cruise line itinerary that you've sailed. Oh, Mediterranean. All right. And Sam's favorite question, bucket list cruise. You can go anywhere on Disney cruise line. Disney cruise line does not even have to sail there currently. Where are you going? This is going to be an around-the-world cruise where we hit all the parks, including Aulani. Nice. I love it. I was just reading about someone who was... I think they were boarding the Royal Caribbean around-the-world cruise. And man, that is on my bucket list to to do an around-the-world cruise. I think it'd be so much fun. Yes. I can't wait. You didn't ask me one, but I have it on my notes. So I I want to say it. My favorite savory food is the lasagna from Palo. Yes. But favorite sweet food, Mickey churro waffle. Oh, they're so good. We have now started ordering them on every cruise we are on. For our listeners out there, they aren't, I I don't know. I I think that they are sometimes on a main dining breakfast menu somewhere. Uh, But if you want to experience the Mickey churro waffle, you can also just ask your head server in main dining not your server, not your table server, but the head server, the area server. And they can usually finagle an order. We have had them delivered to Marceline's in the past or Cabana's and just pick them up in the morning. And be warned, if you order some, they usually come in a dozen. So we have in the past ended up giving away a plate, an extra plate of waffles to a lucky family who's been sitting nearby. So, uh, but, but they are delicious. Do not add syrup. Do not add syrup. No. Too sweet with syrup. Uh, but but delicious, delicious. Well, I always like to ask at the end of the show, what's next, Sabrina? Anything booked? So just this morning, I booked a, it's for November, 2024. I booked a seven night Southern Caribbean. So we will go out of Puerto Rico. I'm excited about that. And we've never done the Southern Caribbean itinerary. And it's one that we've always wanted to do. So that we will be doing. And I have my eye on a March 2025 itinerary on the magic that is going to do a stop at Castaway Key and also the new Lookout Lookout Point Key. It's such a lot name. Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. We were just talking about those cruises this morning. Lots of great double dips out there on the early 2025 release, which I was a little surprised by. But those sound like some fabulous sailings. And you will love the Southern Caribbean. It's one of our favorite itineraries. We haven't been back on one in a long time, but great, great itinerary. So, well, Sabrina, for now, I will just say, Thank you so, so much for coming on and sharing your fabulous cruising experience with all of our listeners. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks as well, Brian. Have a great day. Well, a big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find 
find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon if you'd like to help support the show. We really, truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with a DCL duo. Good night. Good night.